0: And joining us now, Jeff Caselny with WestBread, as we are catching up and talking about some of the recent winners in the National Wheat Yield Contest. They were growing WestBread varieties. Jeff, appreciate the time with us here today. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you, sir?
1: Hey, I'm doing perfect. Thank you, Jesse. And, and yeah, exciting time. Certainly, uh, you know, to see the results of this year's uh, National Wheat Yield Contest and being able to talk about them.
0: Yeah, this is the seventh year of the National uh, Wheat Foundation's uh, Wheat Yield Contest. And uh, this year, I know they had a, a contest, uh, few contest records out there, a lot of great results. And I know Westbred at the forefront of this, uh, Westbred uh, having, what, I think 11 growers or so placed nationally in this Wheat Yield Contest. Talk about this a little bit, Jeff, because I know, as you mentioned, it's very exciting.
1: Yeah, you know, as you say, seventh year and, and certainly, you know, we've always been a, a major sponsor um, for the contest. And, and we really believe in, you know, certainly anything we can do as a company and, and as a brand to, you know, help growers learn more how to, you know, elevate that production in, in wheat and, and certainly getting that consistent production. And, and you know, a lot of growers tell us, hey, we, we you know, don't have to have the high, high yields, but we like them, um, but we want consistency. And, and that's really, you know, as I look at over the seven years of, of our participation in this contest and, you know, we've consistently been, you know, roughly half of the national winners have, have planted Westbread, which, you know, makes us feel good our breeding program, delivering uh great products that fit the area um in our seed suppliers. certainly you know the westbread seed suppliers out there really positioning the products with the growers on the right right piece of land and how to manage them so it's really rewarding every year to see these results and, and this year is no no uh no uh no different
0: yeah and just looking through the winners on the Westbred side you know whether we're talking high yield winners uh, we're talking percentage increase winners a lot when it comes to spring wheat, both dry land, irrigated, and then uh, on the winter wheat side as well in dry land. And it crosses, you know, multiple hybrid varieties as well, Jeff, from Westbred. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. You know, there's some repeat winners in here that have been winners for, you know, four or five years, like WB9668, a really strong variety out in the, uh, the Pacific Northwest, Montana. You get over in North Dakota, Minnesota. Um, certainly, products like WB 9590, WB 9719, you know, and even a newer product, WB 9606, it's more for Western North Dakota. They all showed up very, very well this year, pushing that 100, 100 bushel mark. Uh, and certainly, you know, had good growing conditions up in spring wheat country. But I mean, when you elevate it to over 100 bushels, it, it's just really exciting for the grower. Obviously, it makes uh, wheat competitive for that acre because uh, they do have choices, and, and we're really proud of those results, um, no doubt. And then, you know, certainly in the winter wheat areas, um, it was tough, tough conditions down there this year, and, and to see some of these yields on dry land, you know, being like, um, you know, 230 percent of your county average, I mean, that's uh, that, that's pretty amazing uh, as well. So, you know, in a broad range of, of winters here from Kansas to, to North Dakota and west. So, So, you know, just a testament to the breadth of our program and and the breadth of our varieties and how they perform.
0: Very true. Well, and Jeff, you alluded to it as well. Uh, Certain areas, especially spring wheat country, really great growing conditions here this past year. And as you, you know, you talk with farmers and you look at those growing conditions that we saw and we think about getting ready for next year. I know uh, I'm sure farmers really, uh, you know, taking a look at the Westbred lineup and, and trying to make those key decisions as they get prepared for planting for next year when it comes to spring wheat, at least
1: yeah no, absolutely, and you know keep watching those uh you know drought maps etc and it's getting dry um certainly in, in north dakota now we don't know what the snowfall will be and, and how much winter moisture we're going to get but you know what encourages me i mean you know as i said these, these varieties are winners year after year so that consistent performance because what you know last year um the the 20 uh, 21 crop it went through some pretty severe conditions i mean a lot of those winters last year only got an inch or two of rain um of the total year right so i think that's and then of course this year's completely different year what uh spring of 23 brings us who knows right i mean it's mm-hmm. uh um but you know what i can what i can be confident in is the varieties we put out there are going to perform under those conditions i mean that's that's what we really strive to do that's why we have such a, a diverse research program and, and uh you know demonstration program
0: Jeff, I should ask you real quick, uh, winter wheat side, I know planting ongoing in the Southern Plains, uh, emergence, uh, hearing a little bit of worry about emergence with how dry things are down there. What have you heard from growers in the Southern Central Plains uh, with the winter wheat planting situation right now?
1: Yeah, no, certainly, uh, you know, a lot of growers, um, certainly with commodity price where it's at, you know, nine buck wheat. I mean, you're, uh, you know, uh, a lot of growers are saying, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and roll the dice. I, I believe rain will come, and and I'll go ahead and dust it in. So we've got a lot of wheat going into ground in in dry soil. Um, certainly, and you know, while uh, you know, research and and over the years has demonstrated that when you do that, and and even if it doesn't emerge till spring, I mean, you still get a yield. It's going to be reduced. Um, certainly not optimal conditions, but I believe a lot of growers are going ahead and. And planting, uh, it appears. Uh, I heard of, you know, one that um, started in Oklahoma yesterday, a large grower, and, and, you know, decided to go ahead and pull the trigger. There's some rain in the forecast for next week, so going ahead and and putting it in in the ground, getting it seeded, and, and hoping for the best.
0: Definitely. Well, we'll continue to watch how the uh, growing conditions progress. And, Jeff, before we run out of time, I'm sure if folks want to learn more about the uh, Westbred hybrids and your, the family that uh, Westbred has and all the great research and folks on the team such as yourself, uh, I'm sure if they start online, westbred.com or contact a local representative, those are all great ways to uh, learn more, isn't it, Jeff?
1: Yes, absolutely. Westbred.com, and, and if you don't know your local our- – our local rep there, the Westbred rep, it'll, it'll listed it online. Um, you know, in a lot of these areas, we have both a an account manager that works with the the seed suppliers very closely, as well as technical product managers can answer some very technical questions about how to position the products. And then certainly, you know, our Westbred seed suppliers dealers uh, out there, they're they're very knowledgeable on the products, can help the help the growers position the right products on the right acre.
0: Well, again, westbred.com. You can learn more with that. Jeff Caselny with Westbred. Thanks for the time today, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Oh, thank you so much.